Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. It's showtime. 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 And now, here is your host, Warwick Mary. Welcome back to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I'm your host, Warwick Mary. Hey, now today we are talking to The Hammer. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, oh my God, it's a boxer, it's a dude with big fists. No, but yes, this guy has an amazing story and he's also got a new book coming out. So please welcome to the show, James The Hammer Harding. Welcome. Thank you, Warwick. Lovely to be on your show. And great to have you here. And it was, it was great. We met a couple of months ago and it was good to have a quick chat with you. And uh, some people say to me, oh, geez, Woz, you're a bit big and intimidating. Can I tell you? Wait till you meet James. This man is ripped. He is a dude, uh, and he's probably one of the friendliest guys I've ever come across. So, James, let me start with a question I always, always ask people. How do you define success? Um, I define success. It's evolved over a period of time. I chased materialism and parades, but... It made me miserable. So I guess my attitude towards success or how I describe it now is um, I love uncertainty and waking up every day and not knowing what's coming, what's happening um, and sort of flying by the seat of your pants. That excites me. Fantastic. What a great definition. Um, So what, what are some of the things that have surprised you the most, the flying by your seat of your pants that have just sort of come out of nowhere? Yeah, so I've known since I was 13, I was going to work in the public speaking space. I asked, I asked my principal at school to MC a full school assembly of 1,300 people. And I don't know many other 13-year-olds that would sort of engage in that sort of... I don't, don't even understand it myself. But, <laughs> right? So, yeah, it's, I've always known I was going to end up here. And the, when I started to really figure out what I was going to do. And I went to this um, PA, PSA convention where I met your good self. And from that moment on, it sort of became real. I found a bit of a tribe for myself. And that one evening after the workshops, um, I get an email from an organisation called Outside the Locker Room. And they said to me, can you come and start presenting for us? So it just it just sort of happens for me, Warwick. I can't yeah, really yeah. describe it any other way. Yeah, fantastic. But you've had, I mean, you've had a bit of a challenging background um, and you mentioned in your upcoming book uh, about some of the addiction stuff that happened. So tell us about that. What, what happened? What got you into it? But more importantly, what got you out of it? Okay. Um, so I was born with an addictive gene. My grandparents on my father's side had dramas with alcoholism, but I never really understood that um, it can jump a whole generation because my father's not affected at all. And now that I've done some research on it, but yeah, it flared up with me. I always knew I was, was never able to control myself. If I wanted to do something, then I'd do it. And rather than do it at a hundred percent, my, my idea of doing something is 150%. <laughs> so that, that can actually be a good thing if it's directed in the right way. But so even from a young guy, I was when I was taking my I'm an asthmatic. I take my asthma ventolin as an eight year old till I hallucinated. Wow! So yeah, it's it's insane. And that coupled with a few traumatic incidents as a kid when I had my car flipped off when I was riding my bike, and another a friend of mine were walking home from a party and were attacked with swords. And you know, you, that's 
it's opportunity. Well, it's opportunities like that. If you choose, I chose how to respond to them with, with uh, drugs and um, and really aggressive behaviour, and it just led me into the world of organised crime. And so, how long were you in that world of of drugs, alcoholism, organised crime? Yeah, so I started taking hard drugs at fifteen. Um, I didn't really get into organised crime until I was about twenty, but by twenty five. Um, I realised that I was better than that world. Right. And uh, people ask how I got out of it. Well, um, I wanted it. I just, I just, I've had an unwavering self-belief all my life in yeah. whatever I was doing. I would always do it well. And, and I sort of, I just enjoyed the experience of organised crime. And then when I started to see it was very much the same thing over and over again. And there's only two ways out of that. It's death or jail. Yeah. I just thought, no, I've, I've done my time here. And all the emotional patterns that I noticed men struggling with in their ego and unresolved, unresolved um, issues from their childhood. I thought to myself, these are all very similar. And then I thought to myself, I could use what I've learned to work with men in this space. So that's what I'm doing now. Right. So with, um, you know, you see the TV shows and the stories about, you'll never leave us, you're punk. We're going to get you in bricks in the river. So how actually hard was it to get out of that, that lifestyle, essentially? That's a great question, Warwick. Um, it, you never do. And I'll put it simply, I was out, pulled a pin at 25. To this day now, I still see people from my past and they will always because they're stuck, they will always try and hook you back in in some way. And it's not so much offers or tempting, it's just the whole lifestyle of drama um, magnified. And when you step away from that world, you realise that you were part of it. But when you see people from your past, they're still, and it, there's still that, they still want you to be part of it. So you, I don't think you ever, you ever, really, you ever really go, because it, it, everywhere I've been in my life since then, it follows you. Right. But uh, you just get better at making your choices on how to deal with it. So is it about having clear boundaries and going, that was part of my past, it's not part of my future? Definitely, Warwick, yeah. That's, that's, and it just, it's, for me now to look back, it's like I can't believe that was me. It's mm. like a, a completely different person. I, I, I can't even relate to that person anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's what happens. We go through, whether it's a life of crime or a, a life of different parts of the lifestyle, we do move on and, and evolve and change. So talk to me about some of the stuff that you've been doing um, post that. Like you talk about hard cuddles uh, and some of the, the services that you offer. Talk to me about hard cuddles. What, what are you talking about? And what are the barriers that you have to giving hard cuddles? Yeah, so hard cuddles um, is my attempt to give back to society. Um, I made promises when I overdosed one night and it got very dark and um, I made a, put an emergency prayer upstairs and said, if you get me out of this one, I'll spend the rest of my life helping people. Now I forgot about that promise, but when I started working in the city, when we ran this waste and recycling business and I started to see the pain on the city streets, it quickly reminded me about the promise I made all those years ago. So what it is fundamentally is unlocking or removing emotional blockages with males. And when I say emotional blockages, um, nine times out of 10, when you're working with men, it's a, it's a childhood moment 
that they've hung on to all their lives and it's continuing to affect them to this day. And men aren't great at sharing or talking about their emotions. So a big tattooed bloke with scars all over his head and body showing men that it's okay to be vulnerable. Um, they seem to lower their boundaries or get rid of the inhibitions with me. And then the healing starts. Cause that's, I mean, that's one of the issues, particularly with the Australian culture of, you know, I'm a bloke and I don't do that stuff. That's for poofters and softies. Like, mm. and it, and it's there, they're only trapping themselves. So apart from being someone who's walked the path and showing you can be emotional and still be a man, what are some of the tools that you use to help people, but help men realize it's okay to have weaknesses and admit it? Yeah. So there's lots of, there's lots of different tools, very much based on the holistic and spiritual side of life. Cause I found that worked for me. It's not for everyone. And I don't profess that I can heal everyone. I don't actually have all the answers. I tell people that at the start, but I've got the right questions and you will heal yourself. Yep. It's really got nothing to do with me. I just have some really, really good ways of asking hard questions. Um, what else do I do Warwick? Um, it's just a big element. I don't like using this word. But there's a big element of healing through the power of conversation. Right. And it's, I tailor it very much to the individual. I don't have one program or thing that this is across the board. It really depends on who the person is, where they're at, and I'll go from there. So for me, it's really, there's an, an element of channeling into who that person is. And sometimes as weird as this is going to sound to you, I get messages just ask this person about that and the tears start. Yeah. And so yeah. so where do your clients come from? Are we talking about other people who are on the wrong side of the tracks? Are we talking about corporate executives? Or are we talking about a whole range of, of men from all walks of life? So when I started, I figured it would be addicts, but I could not have been more wrong. Um, my first client that I ever worked with was a, a closet alcoholic and literally drank in the closet. I never realized that that was what the saying was about. But then from then it's gone to young kids, young boys, um, execs, football players. Um, it's just, that's the flying by the seat of your pants. You don't know what's going to yeah. come. It's quite, it's quite profound Warwick, this work. Yeah. So uh, flying by the seat of your pants must have an interesting uh, marketing strategy aligned with it. So where do you find your business? How do you, where do you find your clients from? Do you just wait for them to come to you or do you have a, do you have an approach or a, a strategy that you use? <coughs> that's, that's a, that's another good question, Warwick. Um, I don't really have a strategy at all. Um, I've got some great people around me that look after my digital marketing and, yeah. and that, that side of things. Cause I, I do the, the, the grunt work, but, Basically, I just put it out there, got my, um, registered the business, put the website up, the Facebook page, and just basically started telling people. I, I'm doing a diploma of counselling purely for legitimacy reasons because yep. eventually the question is going to come, are you qualified? Yeah. So I'm doing that, but really I just put it out there and it just the universe is sort of the rest out for me. <laughs> cool. Hey, so tell me about... Um... Tell me about the the book that you've got going. Mention my name. Yeah, so it's a it's a sledgehammer of a book. Like, um, my, well, of course you are James the Hammer Harding. Right. We wouldn't have anything less. That's no. right. Like my I've given it to my sister to read, 
And she said to me, because um, I went missing for a, a long period of time, I didn't want my family around or me around my family when I was um, engaged in that activity. So I actually went missing um, for a while and they had no idea what happened in those five years. So the book was initially a self-healing process for me. I've, I've always been able to tell these stories and get people laughing or you can see their mouths open. And my sister said to me, you've got to write these down. So I wrote them down. She snuck into my room and read them and uh, she said, you've got to get this published. So I knocked the book out and sent it to three publishers. Now I've read enough books to know what's good. And I had this feeling that it would be picked up straight away. And uh, third publisher said, yeah, it's go time, mate. This is like, so, so raw, this book and, and brutally honest and beautiful in parts. And it just shows people, I represent, I'm representing a dream, an ideology that it's possible, you know, to, to, to claw and drag your way out of, of anything in life, really. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested in, in your thoughts. We've had a bit of drama with some of the different sports teams and stuff around the place. Mm. And uh, I, I see these young men put in high-pressure situations, given a lot of money, and it doesn't appear to be a great deal of guidance. How can men in this situation, and it is, you know, because you work predominantly with men and the lessons may well apply to females as well. Yep. How can they protect themselves and not get caught up and in the, the culture of whatever's happening? The male ego is the most dangerous weapon on the planet. Yeah. And it is. If you think about dictators and wars and all this garbage, it starts from the male ego. So the push for the feminine energy coming back in is well, well overdue. Yeah. And it doesn't scare me at all. I'm looking forward to probably an overcorrection and then things will get back to a happy balance because with me, it wasn't until I stepped into my vulnerable nurturing side and feminine energy and got that balanced up with my predominantly male energy, did I find peace or happiness? So I was watching a movie with my wife this morning and kids and I just cry all the time now. It's, it's a bit of, it's out of control, but... In relation to these, especially these young kids with big money and power, um, if you've got yes people around you all the time pumping you up, and it's, that's, that's addictive because it's just feeding that, that male ego, it really scares me because when I talk to guys, I say to them, you've got to be in touch with your feelings. Now, automatically there's this conceptualised idea that it's crying and I've got to be emotional. It's not. Your stomach, your, your solar plexus, if you're in tune with your feelings, that bit there will tell you what's right or wrong. Your brain or your ego is your mind. That's another thing. And that'll, that'll purely come from a control aspect because it'll go on what it knows and, and what you've experienced. And I'm the, I'm the boss. I know what's going on. But if you're really in tune with your feeling, that bit right in the middle, just below your, um, just below, uh, your, your chest cavity sort of thing, you get the feeling. Now, it's about being in touch with that and honouring it because your intuition will always direct you in the right way if, if you train it and if you give it practice. Even if it leads you to a position where you're thinking, this isn't right, you were meant to go through that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So with everything that you've been through, yep. um, what are your plans for the future? Now, I get that a lot of your stuff is you'll, you'll wake up and see what the day holds. Yeah. But what's your vision for yourself in terms of what are you working towards? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question, Warwick. Um, obviously, I want to make hard cuddles um, 
So it supports our family. And the way it's structured, it's we're only at the beginning. Uh, the book's going to bring a, draw a lot of attention to that. So that's probably my best marketing tool. Mm-hmm. Um, I've engaged a few other people that I met at the PSA to help me with the media, getting the message out there. And um, from that, I definitely see some public speaking in yep. the future and getting the message out there that man, it's okay to be vulnerable with men. Um, other than that, I want to buy a rural property with my wife down at, down the coast and go and live um, live off the land for a little while and let the kids grow up the traditional way. We had a good conversation about your, your uh, childhood in the country, Warwick. And for me, I just want to give the kids that opportunity, come back to the big smoke when we're... Um, when, when it's time for secondary school and stuff like that. But with the work I do in Skype and other bits and pieces, I can do it anywhere in the world. Yeah. So it's that freedom, really just freedom and doing what I want to do. Like I said to someone the other day, I did a speech at a football club and I said, I'm doing what I love now. So I retired at 36. Yeah. You know, and that's not, not many people can say that because Warwick, the amount of stuff that I do for free now for people that re- genuinely can't afford it or, I don't feel it's right to charge them is incredible. And I got tingles even saying that because this isn't about money. This is like, it's like a calling Warwick. I, I had to do this. Yeah. You know, I yeah. had to, cause you can't, I didn't never went to jail for anything. And it's not that I was some master criminal. It was more, I was very lucky and it was like, I had to go through this journey, come out the other side and then use everything I learned to help others. So for just as we're getting ready to wrap up, what would you suggest would be the top three things for any of the men or women who are listening, who are maybe not troubled, but they, they're just not quite sure of what path they should be going down or they're not listening to themselves or they're trying to be something they are not. What are your, your three big tips that you'd give them to, to get on a healthy path and stay there? Yeah. So watch your breathing, short, short, sharp breathing, short, sharp life long continuous breathing people neglect this this is the best way to regulate your well-being long slow continuous breaths and just keep practicing that um that's my the biggest thing the diet is is massive like if you have good stomach bacteria and i'm not saying go vegan but i'm just saying look at your diet the best way to get healthy is to have good stomach bacteria and that comes from a plant-based diet and a little bit of meat every now and again. But this business of like me, cause I was an addict having palmers and beers left, right and center. I didn't know what I was feeling. And it's not until you clean your stomach and do you realize, hang on a minute. I was feeling like that every day. Um, the other one's a process called peel the onion. Um, so say something annoys you at the start. You'll, you'll get it. You'll get an idea. You'll get that feeling. This has pissed me off. What I ask you to do is ask why, what, and how and keep peeling the layers off that initial problem because what the core of that problem will be is totally different to what the outside shell is saying, but it takes some work. And again, with practice, you just get better and better at it. Like things come up for me all the time now. Now, rather than letting spot fires burn everywhere, the minute something comes up for me, I need to understand it. I use my process, why, what, and how, and find out what the primary source of that issue is. Yep. But I don't blame Warwick. I go internal with everything. Why is it upsetting me? It's not his fault. I'm the one that's upset. Why is it upsetting me? Yeah. Fantastic. 
Thanks for those tips, James. That's great. Hey, um, if people want to find out more about the book or get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, just go to the website, Hard Cuddles, um, hardcuddles.com. There's a Facebook page. My number's on there. I'm contactable anytime. You sort of have to be in this line of work, emergencies yeah. and dramas. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thank you very much. So that's hardcuddles.com.au. Yes. And look Ooh. out for the book, 2nd of July. Mention my name. You can get it on pre-sale soon on Hard Cuddles in the store. Fantastic. James, thank you so much for your time today. Pleasure, Warwick. Thank you very much for having me. You've been listening to another episode of the Get More Success Show. We look forward to your company next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy your success. <laughs>